You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, friends. It's Nikki Glazer. What's up? Um, it's the You Up podcast. Uh, got a little hit of pod for you today. I'm excited. I'm going to be joined later on by my good friend, Anya Marina. But first, I just want to talk one-on-one with you guys about some stuff. First of all, let me just get to it because many of you have been DMing me saying, why don't you tell us what squirt squirt jackpot means? It's what I close every show with. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what the origin of squirt squirt is. Um, I think it was just like a thing. It, it definitely was with my uh, original co-host on my show, on my serious show, Tom Takar. I think we were just trying to figure out what to call um, our listenership on that show. And I think we just like, facetiously we're like what if we called them squirters or whatever and then we were coming up with like what what kind of chant we would say if they were really called squirters and um i think that's right noah put on the chat if my producer noah is here um watching yes that's it okay so then we were just saying like oh we would say squirt squirt so that's where it came from and um and people they call themselves squirt nation if you listen to the podcast uh you can you're part of squirt nation um yeah, like it's really funny because people would come up to me. It doesn't happen as much anymore because I don't do stand up. But like when I would meet people after shows, they'd be like, I'm a squirter. And it, I didn't know if they were commenting on my act because I do talk about squirting in my act, or at least I used to. And so I didn't know if they were like, I'm a squirter. And they would like share that, or if they listened to the show, or both. I mean, I guess you could be both. But then the jackpot, I do know where that came from very specifically. That was, I was the voice of Blind Date on Bravo. They play it all the time. It's literally like MTV's ridiculousness. You know, it's played all the time. I, 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 it's criminal how much I got paid to do that and how much work it ta- took. It's not criminal, but it's actually, you know what? I got paid as much as, I got paid low for that, which is fine because I agreed to it. Um, it actually is the amount I should be paid for it because like, I feel like as artists and like people in entertainment, we're always like, Oh my God, like we, we, everyone makes too much money. I've always said this, uh, the amount you can get paid when you're like a famous comedian is just stupid. You know, you heard the number Rogan's making, he sits and talks into a microphone. Yes. It provides a lot of entertainment, but like he shouldn't make more than a garbage man. And I'm happy that he does because it's my profession, but his, a garbage man works harder than Joe Rogan. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I'll get into it with him when I'm on this show next, but we don't really deserve to make the money we make as actors and actresses. And, oh, I guess I shouldn't gender those, but you know, I, I've always said we're overpaid. So I was probably paid spot on for blind date, but anyway, it was so much work. And I know I've talked about it before. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard me bitch about blind date. Um, so it's on Bravo and I just like, I'm the voice of it. And it just took so long to do. Oh my God. Uh, I never knew voiceover was like work. And I will say it really did feel like work. I probably would have rather done a shift as like a janitor than do some of those voiceover sessions. That's not true. I really, shout out to janitors. Thank you. Thank you so much for cleaning up after us. Side note, stop making messes because janitors exist. People in, girls in bathrooms, this is a huge issue for me. And I will get back to the jackpot thing. But like girls in bathrooms, when you wash your hands and you use a paper towel and you throw it and it doesn't make it into the bin, pick it up and put it in the goddamn bin. I would say nearly 50% of you don't do that. Probably more. Wipe your piss off the seat. 
because you hovered and you pissed all over the seat. Wipe it off. Don't leave it, you fucking psychopath. You know, there's, there's a thing that, like, there's a question that I love that was like, if you could see any number above someone, everyone's head, like if everyone you ever met out in the street, go to the grocery store, people's numbers are above people's head. What would you want that number to signify? Like how many dicks they've sucked? That would be interesting because you would find out a lot of straight men are not that straight. Um, and you would find out like mine would be so much lower than you think. Um, or maybe not. Maybe you think it's spot on. But I think I've, I've probably sucked like 20 dicks. That was a that was a busy night. I think that's a Schumer joke. Sorry. Um, I uh, yeah. So anyway, the number I would like is how many times you've not wiped your piss off the seat as a woman because I don't want you in my life. I really don't want to. I don't have any interest in being friends with a girl who does that. I'm disgusting in a plethora of ways, but not that way. I made a promise to myself about ten years ago, and I'm not joking you. It's like a superstition. If I don't pick up a piece of toilet paper, a piece of a paper towel, there was one day I just like threw a paper towel and it fell and I just left it because there was already a pile there. And I was like, why do I feel entitled to just throw this fucking and someone's going to come and get it? Because there is someone that will. Why does someone else have to bend down because I'm too lazy to bend down? Like that is, I, I was just like, what if that's the bend that breaks that woman's back? And it's because I didn't have a, I didn't have good aim. It's just like, so, so I have a new superstition that, if I don't throw away every piece of trash that lands in a bathroom or outside a bathroom, I really extended this to the whole planet, then something terrible will happen to me. And not like my mom's going to die, like break her back or whatever thing. Well, she might because she's picking up a lot of things uh, for me. My, the funny thing is this does not, I don't qualify this in my own house. I don't use this rule. So, um, because I am the one cleaning it up most of the time. I did Venmo my mom $50 because she cleaned my bathroom one time without asking. So I paid for it. But and I didn't know she was going to clean it up. I would have picked up more if had I known. She just did it without me asking. So anyway, just clean up after yourselves. And I know we're not even in public anymore, so who cares about any of this? But I just, it really bothers me. And then I want to say, so jackpot. So one day, the first voiceover session I ever did for, for Blind Date was one of the lines was, today on Blind Date, it's a, or it was like, today on the show, it's a Blind Date jackpot. And Andrew thought it was hilarious how I was saying jackpot. I was just going, jackpot. And um, I have to, getting a phone call from a telemarketer. Um, and he and Emil Joachim, my other friend, were just like laughing at how I said jackpot. And then we just kept saying it because it was so fun. So that's where jackpot came from. And Andrew has it tattooed on his arm, you guys. He, the rest of his life, he will have a a memory of the fact that I took a voiceover gig that I ended up resenting deeply. That's what it means to me, at least when I see it. But um, it does mean a lot that my friend got a tattoo of a joke that we have on his arm. That, that it, that's not for nothing. Um, I want to talk about a couple other things. I, uh, I'm trying to buy a bathing suit and um, really stressing me out because I don't like new clothes at all. And I don't want new clothes. However, bathing suits kind of right on your puss and it's rubbing all over. And I'm not opposed to a, a used bathing suit. I really am not. Like, who cares? Washing machines do a pretty good job. But I just don't, I hate finding a swimsuit. I don't, it's stressing me out. 
I wrote my model friend, Sarah Lena, where she gets swimsuits because she always has the cutest clothes and knows where to find stuff. And she told me to go to Net Aporte, which I've been to before, before Tay. And, uh, or it's Net Porter. I don't really know what the fuck it is, but um, it's, I, I found two suits. They're so cute. So cute. But you know how they, you have to buy each piece separately. They're like $100, $130 per piece. My cart ends up being five, four ninety, and I, I just have it sitting there. I haven't, I haven't, um, you know, I've entered in all of my information, my shipping, my everything, and I cannot press the order button because I cannot bring myself to put, spend five hundred dollars on two bathing suits that I'm ultimately going to wear on vacation. I'm, I need suits because I'm going on vacation to um, a lake in Tennessee. Don't try to find me. Um, and, but yeah, lake water, I'm going to bring, I'm not going to bring a $500 suit into fucking lake water. It's going to ruin it. And so, and then what, where else am I going to wear it? Like, just like traipsing around my pool in the backyard. Like, I'm not trying to look sexy right now. I've used the same suit for the past six years. It's faded and disgusting. I don't want to buy a cheap suit because they're made in China in like sweatshops. And they're just, I just make, I think it makes me so sad that women are like sewing this and they'll never ever have a vacation where they can ever wear a suit. Like I just, but you know, Netta Porter probably has those made in sweatshops. I don't know. I can't do anything right. So I'm just going to um, go skinny dipping and that's going to save. That's going to, uh, if you have any suggestions, Oh yes. That's what I wanted to know. If you have any suggestions of cute suits for girls with like, no ass. I don't want a suit that carves out in the butt that like has the, all the suits now are cheeky in the butt. I need something that has coverage. I don't want high-waisted because I don't want to look like the 1950s. Like I hate that look. I mean, I love high-waisted jeans. I've never tried a suit. It just seems like I, I have a pretty good lower, lower stomach. I'm not, I don't need to cover it up. There's a lot of other things I want to cover up like my flat ass. Okay. So full coverage in the ass and then tits. I want like I want some support, you know, um, and like an underwire situation would be nice. Like, I just want like a, I should just wear like my favorite bra. Um, I don't even have a favorite bra anymore. I don't know about fashion at all anymore. All I wear are tiny running shorts with no underwear. I haven't worn underwear in literally weeks because all I just wear is running shorts. And then when I run in them, I sweat them out and then I change into other running shorts because the next time I'm going to do anything is to run. Otherwise, I don't do anything, and it's comfortable. So I just wear sports bras and running shorts all the time, and that's all I wear. And um, I don't want to go back to real clothes. And you know, it's summer, so you don't really need to cover up. But um, it's gonna—I know that's so cliche to talk about jeans and how like I'm never wearing them again. But I truly am never, uh, not anytime soon. Fashion is so stupid. Sorry, fashion, you're over. You're canceled. No one cares. Who cares? People like getting Instagram ads that say like, buy this like, um, like cool jacket or like any kind of fashion right now just seems like, what are you doing? Stop it. No one can, no one can show off anything. Getting my hair done. I don't care about that. I just, I, I love this freedom of not caring. I don't know how you feel. I'm going to talk to, I, I know my friend Anya, um, definitely cares about her hair which is something that I wish I cared about. Um, and I'm going to talk to her about it. Maybe she does it. We'll get her thoughts on all of this. 
and about, oh, I want to talk about other things too. Anya's going to call in a second. I'm going to go tell her it's time. So we'll be right back with my best friend, Anya Marina. We're back. And um, my best friend, Anya Marina, is uh, now joining us from New York, upstate. It's upper. I don't know if it's upstate, but it's, it's up. Yeah. Are you up? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Anya. Hey, babe. How's it going? Good. I was just talking about you and how um, you got, have you gotten your hair done professionally by someone else since this thing? No, I did have my lady send me some toner and I promptly ruined it. And now I have three hair colors, but I'm, I'm leaning into it. Really? You're not stressing out about it? Is the, when this stuff lifts, are you going to be back in the salon pretty quickly? You mean when my roots lift? <laughs> um, no, look at this. Look at this. It's dark brown. Yeah, you've got – it's cool. I like it. It's Yeah, it's dark. It's almost like black. And then it's like a auburn and then a, uh, a blonde. It's like the, a um, – The auburn part really stresses me out. Raccoon. <laughs> No, you have a beautiful – I like it. So the Auburn part is from the toner? Uh, yeah. Yesterday I almost bought like a new life at CVS. I was shopping and I'm like, should I just get this box of stuff and I'll just yeah. come? You know, and then I'm like, no, it's not worth it to me. I'd rather have, you know, a strange looking hair than – just commit to being a full-on blonde again. Yeah. Too much maintenance. Are you wearing a swimsuit underneath yes, that shirt? that's what I was going to tell you. Oh, my God. That's so cute. What is that? This is Rise City Swim. I just sent you the link. Okay, good. And they have really cute suits, and they're not – that net-a-porter is incredibly expensive. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, I talked to Sarah Lena, and she's like, okay, well, I can't wear that suit. Look at the butt on that. That's not a butt. It's no, the same size on both sides. Your butt is going to be hanging out of that. This is why you don't, I know, this is too skimpy. Have you worn that yet? Isn't your ass hanging out? It hangs out, but I only wear it in other countries where no one knows me. My least favorite part of my body is where my butt meets my legs. There's like a couple lines there that I hate, and I want those covered up. I want my butt lifted and like um, supported emotionally. I don't want it okay, just out. This? You've seen oh. me in this be- bikini a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's cute. But what do the bottoms look like for that? Totally normal, like covers the butt. So cute, but not 1950s. I agree with you. I don't like that high-waisted look either. Um, but this was from Target and I think I got it in 2000 and it's great. It's- yeah, I know. I, I got, I just, I, re- fashion stresses me out. I'm like, I it, just planning on what I'm going to wear on this trip where it's just all girls. I'm just like, why do we even care? And, um, you can't even pit post pictures of having fun anymore. So I don't even care. Like I really, it's been freeing, um, not po- having to post anything of myself online for a couple weeks. Hasn't that been almost kind of nice? Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I think I look better with less makeup. I think I'm just going to probably go back to my natural hair color, which is dark brown, maybe a, or a light. No, brown. you're not. No, you're not. You don't think I will? No way. I think the second this lifts, but actually you're more scared of this thing than most people. So I think that your roots might grow out all the way before you feel safe <laughs> going back in. Like they, no, they no. might, I don't mind in dan- like, I don't mind taking risks. I would be happy to like go back on airplanes, go work. Like I'll go back into New York city. I'm, I'm nervous about getting other people sick. 
right? You know, yeah, like that's, my family. But your family won't even see you until there's a vaccine. So you you could my just boyfriend. I'm happy to go get my hair done though. I would love it. It's just that it's a two hour trip to go drive to my There's girl. no one in Kingston? There is, but I'm I'm like worried that my lady will yell at me. Really? But there's a pandemic and you live two hours away. What if these guys screwed up? I don't think that they've opened yet. I think hair hair salons in New York State open in July. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I um, have to wait it out. Yeah, I just I just don't care anymore. I my mom got her hair done the other day and I was like offended. I was like, why do you care? You only see us. But she went back to work this week, so I think it had something to do with that. My mom always suspiciously gets things together for other people. Like she'll just start walking 10 miles a day and like get her hair done and get, and we're just all like, what's going on here is, and then you find out, oh, there's a party coming up or like, it's always, it's never consistent. It, but she did, she got her hair done and it looked really good. And it made me be like, God, I want to be blonde again. But, um, you are, look at your roots. Let me see your roots. You are a blonde. Wow. You are true blonde. Really? I think, no, dude, I think it's just as dark as yours. I really do think so. No, no, I'm, I have like legit, you said it's almost black. Oh my God. I saw this amazing TikTok the other night where they were playing this game. This girl was playing like tooth truths and a lie. She was with her two friends. I can't tell if it's fake or not. I, I, my sister and I both think it's real, but this girl's going, she's like on a futon with her two friends. Like they're kind of just all slumped together, like on their phones. And she just goes, Hey guys, you want to play two truths and a lie? And they both go like for TikTok. Okay. And she, they can both tell that she's filming and she goes, okay, um, I am a blonde and she's blonde. So, and she goes, I played, uh, uh, compet I play competitive basketball and they both start laughing like, and she goes, and Hannah's sleeping with my boyfriend. And then the one next to her looks at the other one and goes, what? And the, the, the (gasps) Hannah girl goes, turn off your phone. What? Why are you saying that? And she goes, because you are. You are sleeping with my boyfriend. She goes, turn off your phone. Turn it off. And the oh. one in the middle is like, are, is this real? And it's so good. It's oh so good. God. Wait, is she a blonde? Yeah, she, but the thing is she had her roots. Her, her roots were dark, so I didn't know if that was like the lie. But I think she was, that was her truth. So the, the, the lie was the basketball okay. thing, obviously. I need to see this. Also, in other countries, I feel like they call blonde like – light brown like they used to always say jennifer aniston's a blonde like if you were in europe they would and i know that's oh yeah because they're coming from me i don't know they would always say she's a blonde jennifer aniston i'm like she's not a blonde no she's like a um god a caramel yeah yeah caramel caramel uh yeah no no one says caramel caramel they say caramel. caramel um yeah i oh yeah that's really cute that's so cute okay i i want a little bit more support underneath i want to prop these bitches up because the only thing on my body that i'm super proud of is like my top so i I can't let that fall by the wayside although i'm always wearing a a suit (laughs) your tits literally fell by the wayside i mean they're headed that way they're headed to both sides of my waist but i just feel uh I feel weird being in a bikini in front of my uh, parents. So I'm not really that eager to get like a sexy swimsuit, but I also don't wear swimsuits in front of boys either. Like I went last year, I was in Vegas with um, Andrew and Emil 
And I felt really uncomfortable being in a suit in front of them. Like very uncomfortable because it's underwear. You'll wear running shorts and sports bras and you won't give a shit though. Yeah. But a swimsuit is more revealing than those things. A sports bra covers you up like all the way. Like I don't wear like skimpy sports bras. Bathing suits. I would like to know what girls do when they get into a swimsuit around boys that they're friends with. When you like, when you take off your shorts or you're like, pool cover thing like how do you do you do it when they're not looking so that they turn around and you just already are or do you like slowly like I was stressing (laughs) getting undressed into a swimsuit in front of my friends because I do look fucking great in a swimsuit and it's going to be distracted they're definitely going to have to acknowledge like I've got a good like they're gonna see something that they're gonna kind of be like whoa they're gonna see me in a different light and it makes me so uncomfortable I get that yeah. Do you ever feel that way when you were getting into swimsuits in front of people? Uh, it's funny you bring this up because I just had a memory the other day of my very first bikini. And I was 14 or 15. And I remember my grandmother, who's my dad's mom, who's super not demonstrative. And it was always like, if you hugged her, she'd be like, eh. Like, she yeah. wasn't very warm. And she sounds whatever, cool. She was cool. I like that. She took me bikini Bye. shopping in Mexico when I was 14. And it, I remember I tried on this bikini that I saw in the window and I was like, oh my God. I looked at myself and I was like, I'm so big and fat and I hate these curves. I had never seen myself have boobs. Like I'd never worn anything grown up. I'd always worn a one piece. Yeah. I was 14. And then I go, I don't like it. And she goes, well, will you at least come out and show me, which is big for her. She was so shy. Right. And I was like, okay. And I was like crying and I opened the curtain and I just remember she goes, oh my goodness. And I go, what? And I was just like so embarrassed of my body and everything. She goes, and she was like almost crying. And she goes, you're so beautiful. She goes, you're really beautiful. And I go, I am. I feel so gross in this. And she goes, no, you're so beautiful. Can I buy you that? that." And she bought it for me. And then years later, I looked back at photos of that trip and I was so cute and I was not fat. I was so beautiful. I was just gawky and I had braces and like, I didn't realize I was cute, but I remember that moment of like, you can be unaware of your body and just feel wrong, even right. if your body's great, you know? Yeah, no, it's, you know, we're all fucking dysmorphic as fuck when it comes to our bodies. Even if you don't have a raging eating disorder, no one, no one sees themselves the way, mirrors are deceptive. Um, you know, I've said it before, but how can I, I catch my a reflection of myself in something that I don't expect and go, oh my God, she's cute. And then I'd see it's me and I'm like, ew, she's disgusting. Literally in one, one second. That's not just because it's, it's me. It's the, it's, no, it doesn't make sense. So it has to be something else. Um, it, I, my first bikini was definitely on uh, like when I was like 17, I think. And it was when, or, you know, my first one that wasn't sporty. I had like a sporty one that I would wear, but it was like a sports bra and like very like covering. But the first like bikini was from J crew, which was like so popular when I was in high school. Like it was the only like maybe Abercrombie too, but J crew RIP, I think they closed or they filed for bankruptcy. I don't care which. Um, and so sales right now, by the way, what sales really sales. Well, it's all garbage. The the quality of all these stores that used to have nice clothing that would last a long time. It's all after the, um, I think it was after 2008, like after the crash or whatever happened, the recession clothes started being made so much cheaper. I was just reading this like 
Um, I follow female fashion advice on Reddit. It's a subreddit where people give advice about fashion. Yeah. And they were talking about the quality of clothing completely changed after 2008. Everything as if you notice urban outfitters used to be great. Now it falls apart in one wash. It has the same forever 21 kind of manufacturing forever 21 at least has been consistent in its shittiness since the day one. But I got that swimsuit at J crew and I took it on spring break. That was when I had my first kiss consensual kiss. And, (laughs) um, I was so hot on that trip. Like I, I remember seeing a picture of myself almost a couple weeks after we took the trip. And I was like, I was tan. I had big boobs. I like, and I, I definitely became like a sexual being on that trip. I was like, Oh my God, I can be sexy. And that first moment that you realize that you can be sexy is like so thrilling. Um, and it, it's gone away from me. Like I truly feel asexual right now. Like I was talking to Lizzie Cooperman. I did her podcast yesterday and she was like, I don't feel any like I haven't masturbated in weeks I have no there's no part of me that feels and I've tried to masturbate a lot and I just cannot come I just can't do it I get bored and I want to read a book um and I'm now I'm reading a romance novel I'm so excited about if you guys want to get in on this with me this would be kind of fun to read together let's do a book club okay so I found out about this book it's called white fragility (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is what I should be reading right now (laughs) It's so romantic. <laughs> Listen, I need an escape, okay? I know, can I do I know. can I please recommend something in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement that is great to watch, which is John Oliver's episode from Sunday night. I watched 33 that. minutes of like an education in uh, of the police uh system and um why why defunding the police is what uh needs to happen yes. or restructuring and just eliminating like it's it's wild because i didn't understand that concept either of like but what if i need them and it's like just watch john oliver's piece because you're stupid if you don't know what you're if you're if you're just going like defund the police you're not educated so go educate yourself i think that's what we need to do but in the meantime also this book i found out about on um reddit again reddit is where i get most things I follow books on Reddit. It's a subreddit where people talk about books and how much they love them and what they like to read. And this one kid wrote um, that he like had never given, he, he would like gotten away from books for a while or something, but he just picked up a romance novel just for fun. And he was like, it taught me how to empathize with women. He was like, I'm seeing the world in a different way now. It like made me realize what women need and like how men think. The way he described it, I was like, I got to read a romance novel. He was like, he's like a a book snob. And he picked up this like stupid romance novel and was like, it actually has taught me a lot. So I was like, I'm downloading it. It's called The Kiss Quotient. And it's by, um, why does it make everything so hard? Just tell me who is it by. I don't know who is it by just because I can't literally look it up right now, but it's called the kiss quotient. Oh, here we go. Uh, Helen Hoang, H-O-A-N-G. These are some quotes about it. I dare you not to fall in love with the two characters and their story. That's from the New York Times. Best-selling author Nalini Singh. A rare and riveting love story um, from another person. So the kiss quotient. Okay. What it's about, what, you know what else was sold me on it? It's about an autistic girl um, in her late 20s, maybe early 30s, I forget which, who has not had a lot of sexual experience, who hires a guy to teach her how to have sex. 
and boy, do I relate to this autistic girl. <laughs> like really, really relate. So maybe I'll learn a thing or two. Read it with me. It's really simple to read. And at first I was like, oh, this isn't a romance novel. There's not like throbbing cocks going anywhere. And then you get like 10 pages in and boy, are there some like heaving bosoms and pulsating members. It's oh, great. Oh, fun. So maybe yeah. you will be masturbating soon. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm more into like how this autistic woman learns to love because that's truly what I feel like. I feel a little bit um, autistic when it comes. To, and I don't mean that disparagingly, but I just, I think, I, I think I'm on the spectrum a little bit when it comes to romantic, romantic relationships. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there. And I think that I can like do things to overcome it. I'm excited to hear what you learn. Will you read this book with me too? Sure. It's so simple. Um, the kiss quotient, you just download it. Cause I read all my books on my phone. This is the best way to do it guys. If you are bad at like getting paper books or maybe you like a paper book, then just order it off, you know, wherever, Amazon, eBay. But I swear to God, Apple Books, it's, I think this book's $8.99 and you can read the sample first without paying anything to see if you like it. Um, but make the font as big as possible and you will read so much faster than you've ever read in your life because the reason it takes a while for you to read is because your eyes are moving. That's what makes reading slower is your eyes are moving back and forth. Now, if you make the font super big and there's only three words per line, then you can go down like a row instead of going back and forth down, back and forth down. And so if you want to become a speed reader, just make your font super big and you'll blow through this book. My, it changed my mom's life. I was like, mom, just make the font as big as possible. And now she's like, I'm really reading a lot more. It doesn't seem as arduous. It doesn't hurt your eyes as much. Make it big like you're a grandmother. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. It's the best way to do it. Okay. I'm purchasing the book now because I was only reading the, um, the sample. Let's get in on this. Let me know if you download it. Keep DMing me things you want to talk about on the show. Anya, any final words, anything you want to promote? The well, last I a, word. I have a new single coming out. It's called Broken Bottles and it'll be out on Friday. Oh my God. When did you write this? I wrote this with Matt Pond. Your boyfriend. Yes. And uh, I wrote it years ago and I'm so excited to put it out because the video- Wait, you wrote was... it years ago before you guys were together? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I heard a demo of his and I was like, what is this? It was like an instrumental and he had two lines of it written and I'm like, can I have this and finish it? And he's like, I don't like it. I'm like, this is amazing. Are you crazy? Yes. And, uh, and then I finished it and now it's finally coming out and I made a video with my friend Scott Coffey in Berlin. So I shot my footage in New York. He shot a bunch of footage in Berlin and he put it together. So it's like a pandemic music video. Yes. And we have a, okay. when is our music video coming out too? Oh my God. I can't wait. Um, Matt's figuring out how to do uh, the next. Uh, it's, oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't know. I don't yeah, we shot one. Okay. Yet, well, we'll let people know when August. it gets. I think it's coming out in August. Follow Anya Marina on Instagram, Anya Marina spelled like you think it would be. Um, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, squirt, squirt. <laughs> this has been a Comedy Central podcast. 